Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SFDC Consultant Podcast. I know that we haven't had a consistent podcast schedule in the last few months, and I have received a few requests and messages from listeners, which I really appreciate. There will be a break in the podcast schedule, but I do intend to continue and share interesting stories from consultants and other sales professionals. In today's episode, I do have another treat for anyone that is thinking of building an application for the App Exchange. I spoke with Scarpy, CTO at DataDwell. DataDwell is an app that gives full visibility of any content that is shared from Salesforce. While looking into the app from my own experience, I can see a few sales and service cloud usages, such as sharing sales material, supporting campaigns, as well as supporting users with guides, videos, and more. The application itself complements Pardot as well, so that may also be an advantage. Now, let's start the discussion with Scarpi. My name is uh, Scarpi, Scarpi and Stintorsson, which is the Icelandic uh, version of my name. Uh, I'm the CTO of Datadwell, and we're, we're an ISV startup, and uh, we have an application on AppExchange. And my responsibilities are, of course, everything uh, technical, but I'm also involved in the product development and product design of it all, uh, along with uh, managing the development team and, and deciding on all the, the, the product features there. Uh, now, if I, if I could talk a little bit about Teratone itself. So we are in a sales enablement app on Salesforce. We're completely native. So every code, everything there is on the platform itself. And uh, what we do from technical perspective, we supercharge your Salesforce files. So we're giving you the access of better previews, better sharing, everything, file management within Salesforce. And those files can, of course, be uh, videos, case studies, whatever you want to store there. But what we also do is unifying the, the customer journey. So when someone is working on a lead, they share a document out with that lead. It could be a case study, a blog post, whatever. They create bespoke portal or, or content hub for that lead. So the lead always has access to uh, the document you're sharing. They don't need to go to the inbox. They don't have to find that old email from three weeks back to look at the case study you sent them. And that really gives them that feeling that uh, having, you know, their content portal. But what we have experienced is once a lead gets passed over to opportunity, there's a new team, usually new processes, new tools even. And what we always advocate and what we enable companies to do is transfer that portal over to the opportunity. So the customer doesn't get the feeling that he's, talking to a new company, right? It's a it's a seamless customer journey from a lead to opportunity. And of course, then you close the opportunity and that content portal and that journey travels onto the onboarding or customer success or just depends on where you're situated. The, the first thing I wanted to, to get your view on, on your experience is, is Salesforce themselves. Because if you think about the way Salesforce started and what they preach and what they stand for, everything about sales and supporting that. But right now it became a bit of a platform rather than just sales management or opportunity management. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to ask in terms of when you thought about building an application 
or building um, this solution? Have you thought, well, I'm going to go where the majority of the users are, which if you think about sales, has a, has a good breadth of the market share. Yeah, absolutely. And this was uh, one of the things and the deciding factors when we were looking into what uh, kind of platform to integrate or, or start up with. Because uh, the company, we orig- originally had a product outside Salesforce. <clears throat> and there we had mainly for marketing users. But we didn't see other departments within the company really using that platform. So when we started looking into integrating with other platforms or moving to another platforms, we looked into CRM and multiple other, other kind of, well, platforms to partner with. But what was really fascinating about Salesforce is not only their kind of user base and their market penetration, but it was also the community and the incredible amount of knowledge they have. Because when you're developing something, you need access to uh, knowledge from the community. And that was yeah, one of the pivotal kind of <clears throat> thing that, that made us decide to go with Salesforce, really, is that community and also the customization of Salesforce. We could build full-fledged application on their platform. And, and I mean, you could technically use our app without using anything other than Salesforce. So yeah, that customers, that customers ability and that community and knowledge was uh, probably the highest deciding factors when we were looking into moving yeah. to another platform. I had this conversation with a number of people and, and someone said, it's quite easy to sell in a company, a particular service that enables that particular company to sell more. And of course, with, with Salesforce being the main area of, of people managing their uh, opportunities. Has the selling process been much easier? Oh, it's, it's definitely been easier since if you're selling to sales, you're selling to a, a revenue generating part of the company, but marketing is cost, what is it? Cost central. Mm. So the, the <clears throat> marketing always costs money. It generates uh, revenue down the line, of course, but sales and, uh, and customer support as well are general revenue generating parts of the company. So yeah, definitely we've seen a big uh, increase in, 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 in what is it, deal velocity in a sense that things happen a lot faster when you when you're selling into the sales departments or the customer success departments than into marketing. But of course we also we, we haven't abandoned the marketing departments, but I see things traveling usually a lot faster. Mm. You alluded to the fact that you're fully native in terms of the application. What was the decision-making process there? Was it just a simple case of Salesforce having everything that you needed? Or did you, at that point, think that you know this could give you a competitive advantage against some of the other competitors, the fact that you're fully-fledged native and people don't really need to think about are you passing my data to some other server somewhere in a different country and, and, and getting into that, that type of compliance issue? Yeah, that is, so the main reason why we decided to go uh, the full native route is uh, basically how well you could connect to Salesforce. Because using our application, you can use Lightning Flows, you can integrate all sorts of things. If you want to use it in communities or experience now, uh, that is, don't have to install anything other. You don't have to do any custom work to get it working there. It is already on the platform. So you can just use it throughout there 
without technically connecting uh, con- uh, contacting us. But also having that having all the on the platform has helped us in the deal process as well, because the competitors always store everything about the leads. I mean, this personal information on leads and contacts and all that that are traveling usually outside the country. So if you're in the UK, the, the competitors are hosted in the, the United States. There are all sorts of legal you have to go through and, and so forth. But with us, we don't have access to any of the data. So that also was a big plus for us when deciding to go full native. I was wondering, what's your take on development from Salesforce into your area, and how do you keep your own ahead of ahead of Salesforce's product team? Yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, to begin with, I was really to myself afraid to show uh, Salesforce what we're doing, what we're going to plan on doing. But then it is a strength, and if you do that, then you're losing out on the strength of the partnership because the real strength is for the you know solutions engineers um, everyone basically knowing what you're doing and and then they can really help you along they can say yeah this would work for x and y customer let me introduce you but what it also does is they give you a heads up also for features that are coming that might work well with your application so and our product vision has always been on making Salesforce better. We're not competing with them. They haven't so far uh, done anything to make our product obsolete. But I mean, there are certain overlaps, I guess, with the kind of Salesforce Engage. But we respond that to adding more features and more customizability. So you can just use Dataflow with Engage. And so you're making, making both products better by using them together. And that is, uh, that is a path we've been going through for a couple of years now. And this is definitely worked for us. Yeah. And also there's a, there's a big gap between the, the SEs and the AEs you talk and then the product managers at Salesforce. So I mean, even if you tell them something that won't get passed up the chain. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's my a experience at this point. It, it's yeah, the, yeah, you know, absolutely. And there were so many uh, abbreviations. I don't know. You have you have uh, Pam, SE, AE, and then, I mean, there, there are a lot more that I keep forgetting. So. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, information kind of travels. Sometimes it travels very fast, but sometimes it does travel very slow upwards. And especially when it comes to product, I'm not exactly sure how uh, how far ahead of the deployment that the standard releases they are in terms of building. But I do know that probably about a year and a half ago to two years, I've received a, a demo of one of the Einstein features that just came up in the last release right now. So I'm not exactly sure if somehow that was coincidental or they're always building a year, a year and a half uh, ahead of the, um, of what's what's coming out. So, But also in the partner agreement, there are pretty limitations that you can't really build anything that Salesforce already have. But I don't know how it goes. The other way around, yeah. The the other thing I wanted to ask you, and and this is probably more of operational type type question, uh, what were some of the things that you've put in there to support scalability in a way? Yeah, absolutely. So the way we go about it is we have you have time orgs ready. So if if you have a call that is in like 
couple of hours, you would use that. But what we prefer is to create almost like a bespoke uh, demo for customers. So if we have uh, an important prospect that is in our pipeline, uh, we we have a discovery call with them, you know, understand their problems, how they're using Salesforce, and then we build a demo that shows how Datablow really solves their problem. We're not showing them from a generic demo how it solves because that's generic and it doesn't really speak directly to them. But if you have a demo with their field names and if they have renamed opportunities something else, then you rename it in demo. So they really get the idea of you understanding their problem. That is uh, pretty important. And that is something we've been uh, constantly improving that process. Now, for the and so forth, we, of course, constantly evolving what works and what not. Uh, we have some documents around, of course, stakeholders, what link should be using in, in different industries, because uh, you can't always be talking about user. That is not, I mean, no one wants to be a user. They want to be an account executive or investor or something else. So, yeah, that is how we go about it. Uh, but I mean, constantly evolving that process. That makes sense. Now, the last question that I was going to ask is is next steps and, and how you think about how you think about taking this, not really the next six months, because I somehow presume that you already have that map <laughs> development. <laughs> uh, if you don't, then then there might be a problem there. But how how do you see this? How do you see this in, in the next you know one to two years? Are you just honing in on this particular niche? I say niche, but on this particular problem that you're solving, or are you trying to are you trying to grow a little bit there? And and feel free to share as much as or as little as 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 is shareable. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna be a pretty wake now. But we have a pretty big update coming this probably this fall, which I don't want to disclose. But our company DNA has always been around content, around files, around the you know, case studies, the videos, and all that, and how that can play a part in uh, your company. And I think the term digital asset is really good because even though it's a case study on someone's computer, it has value, it's an asset for the company. And if you aren't distributing it, if you aren't uh, using it, if you aren't getting the metrics you need from it to understand how it works, that asset is essentially wasted money. And so we have always focused on those digital assets and how to improve them through all sorts of methods. I feel like I'm working on landmines here because I don't want to disclose too much. But that is always in our uh, DNA, and we want to go further with that, even into document generation and, and so forth. Yeah, and, and and last piece in in regards to people starting businesses, uh, especially for especially for on the Salesforce platform or on the App Exchange, either OEM plugin or ISV type applications. What would be your your two cents? I guess the major points or major challenges that you think people may may hit whenever opening that channel with Salesforce that that the, the, the discussion and trying to figure out is this a, a suitable area for them to to start a business in? Yeah. So 
I would one absolutely don't be afraid to talk to Salesforce, even though they're a big company. Seems daunting to speak with them. I mean, reach out. They are uh, incredibly helpful, and you could even get. I mean, once you have the partner agreement signed up, I guess you can have uh, you know access to sales engineers that can validate your technical points and all that. So I wouldn't, yeah, definitely use that channel. They're quite happy, but also when you're starting business in itself, I think the team is the absolute most important part of any business. So if you're hiring, make sure you're hiring someone who fits the team, who wants to be with you throughout it all. And yeah, make sure that you iterate all the ideas. Don't be afraid to change ideas. Don't be afraid to pivot. If the original product isn't working or, or no one is really interested in it, don't be afraid to change it anyway. And don't spend a couple of years of building anything, something without multiple steps on the way. Are we heading in the right direction? Are we making sure that someone is actually interested in it? And not just interested in it, would they be willing to pay us for it? Because a lot of products are interesting, but if no one's willing to pay for it, it's not, it's not a business. But I mean, that could be a good open source project, which is good in itself. But uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna build a business, then uh, you know, iterate, make sure you have the, the market value. So product market. Well, Scorpio, thank you for your time. Any socials? Are you like a social type of person? Are you a Twitter type of guy? I have a count on all the, the social media platforms. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll, I'll put some links to to Data Dwell and and some of your some of your channels. Thank you for listening to the SFDC Consultant Podcast. Be sure to visit sfdcconsultant.com to access the show notes and discover additional content. If you enjoyed the podcast, it would be amazing if you could subscribe, give us a review, and share it with your peers. Until next time.